It's about the tools we use. It's about the stories we tell. It's about how we change. It's evolution, baby. Welcome back to Do the Evolution. I'm your host, Jason Lang, and this week I'm super excited to share my first interview episode. Today I chat with longtime friend and integral associate, Jeff Salzman. He's the co-founder of Boulder Integral and host of the fantastic Daily Evolver podcast. Today we chat about what evolution looks like, mindfulness, integral theory, and the current political reality that is Trump. I hope you enjoy. Awesome. Well, I'm so excited to have you here today, Jeff. Thanks for joining me. My pleasure, Jason. It's good to be here. Yeah, uh, you know, when I think of evolution, um, you're one of the first people that comes to mind. And I, I noticed that uh, even my brand, Do the Evolution and The Daily Evolver, we got the T's, the D's, and the E's. So uh-huh. consi- yeah, consider right. us uh, in good company. <laughs> We're both at the bullseye. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, and so w- the first thing I just kind of wanted to talk about with you and explore is just this idea of evolution and what it's mm-hmm. meant to you in your life. Um, where you're seeing it in the culture or things you're interested in, and we'll just kind of let it flow from there. Yeah, I think that's, um, you know, just as sort of a good basic question is, um, what does the evolutionary view bring to the party? And and what's the felt sense of it? You know, if we really do think and feel that, we are moving through stages of development and we have this certain map of those stages and we could look back at our life and see, I can see every stage that from, you know, magenta on up through, um, modern, postmodern. I, I sort of can, I have a sort of symbolic moment that I can look back on for, I think pretty much all of them. And, and then, so, there's me now, yeah, and there's this me that's coming online. And so in the simplest sense, I think that evolution or the evolutionary view brings a fourth dimension to one's felt experience so that you're seeing time uh, with everything that's every person you meet you're you're seeing that they're a movement in time as well you are yourself you see i love that you you see the that that's true actually in first second and third person you know so in third person it's the big bang to you know the ipad and you know how you know it's like the old joke how do you get the complete work of works of shakespeare you get a big mess of hydrogen and you leave it alone for 13.8 billion years. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So there's something happening here. And uh, so we can see it in our own bodies, on our own lifetimes. We can see it in, in the culture, you know, humanity, you know, this astonishing conglomeration of atoms <laughs> that, you know, uh, depending on when you want to slice and dice it a couple yeah. million years ago came created human beings and here we are and so that sort of um lights up the whole situation in a way for me and so i think we start there yeah. and 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 we see that there's something going on here you know that that actually 
I, I, it's astonishing to me that um, it, it's, well, I was just going to say what, what it actually brings to the, well, actually, let me just stop there, Jason, see mm-hmm. if there's anything you want to respond or whatever, but uh, there's more. I could just prattle on, and I, I feel myself not wanting to go into a whole new topic here. <laughs> no, I mean, the the first thing that just really struck me about what you said is the actual felt sense, because that's something I've really been trying to um, think about in my own life in terms of how that's playing out, because obviously s- studying this concept of evolution can be very... Um, cognitive and it's this it's this process it's this thing out there that's yeah. generally way easier to see in, in perspective right in time like in seeing how things evolve or how how things grow or if we look back at history we can see it but in terms of that like actual experience um, right in ourselves that that i just love that idea of the, the felt sense of it because it's been something where i'm like been wrestling with that in my mind of um and i'd actually be curious so something that's kind of emerged that I've been thinking about is even this massive wave we have right now of like mindfulness, this idea of mindfulness coming into the culture mm-hmm. um, in, in a way that it's never been, I think before in the history of the planet, like, yeah, I'd be curious. I was thinking about it just actually just before this. And I was like, I, in some regards, I feel like mindfulness is the actual uh, manifestation in the interior of evolution becoming conscious of itself, right? In a moment, I'm witnessing a pattern and dissociating from it and theoretically, or not necessarily dissociating, but getting a little space from it where I have a little choice, which uh, I think is, I don't know, other- That leads us to the new moment. Exactly. Yeah. Wow, I think that's a really beautiful insight, Jason. Yeah, that mindfulness is the interior, would you say? It's the interior of, of evolution, I think. It's the, yes. It's, the, the it's self- evolution being, yeah, being coming conscious of itself, right? Like literally right. we talk about evolution is getting to yeah. this point where it's becoming conscious of itself. And I feel yeah. like that's actually manifesta- manifesting in all of us in those just micro moments where we catch these patterns or ways of being and uh, yes. just take that breath or yes. create yes. some space around it. Yes. Because that's absolutely true. Of course, that's what we're doing in meditation is just keeping up with this flow of the moment, you know, and being aware of the flow of the moment and that, that this moment's gone. Now it's this moment. Yes. And, and that we, there is a choice point that I loved when, I think it was when, when, when we did the What Next conference and Ken did a whole thing on the creativity and, and how each moment gives us an opportunity for creativity. This is where the eros of the cosmos actually comes into practical play. Yeah. Because that's the moment we have a choice and that's what continues this amazing complexification of, you know, atoms to ants and us. (laughs) It's just amazing. So, you know, to me, there's a spiritual path there. I mean, uh, I think in this moment we're fearing, feeling a spiritual dimension of this thing that we're talking about. Yeah. And and the great thing about evolution as a spiritual path is that it's vetted by science. In fact, science delivers it to us. Yeah. You know, so we don't have to worry about 
you know, the various cultural constructions and mythologies and so forth, because the, it contains all mythologies. I mean, it's, it could contain infinite mythologies, because this is just the waking up of the cosmos to itself. Uh, you know, astonishing. <laughs> you know, and I do think that, you know, there's a spiritual path here. And I think that one of the things that people in the integral scene are working on is what this is. Yeah. You know, I don't think that we have a, a, a anything fully formed, but it has to have some practice of, uh, and of course, mindfulness, mindfulness is it. Uh, uh, but there's still a different flavor of mindfulness to me that wants to come on that's integral, where there's sort of a uh, more of a realization of that fourth dimension. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Somehow, there's something to me that wants to be more deeply felt than I'm seeing than than I experience in my mindfulness training. I mean, I think the mindfulness training actually is the calisthenics of yeah. what we're talking about, you know, of just riding the moment, you know, and, you know, having equanimity and precision. It's so beautiful. It's really so beautiful. You can see why religions have been formed around this. Absolutely. You know, waking up thing, you know. So anyway, I think that's, you know, if we look at this, the integral scene, uh, some of that, I mean, if you think of, you know, the Terry and Diane and Dustin and, you know, all kinds of people, uh, you and me in our own way, mm -hmm. uh, are working this out. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think uh, there's been, there's no better time for us to work it out <laughs> yeah. in some ways. Yeah, than now, <laughs> you know, that's always the best time, but this is a particularly best time, I got to grant you. Yeah, absolutely. Because you know, uh, we're uh, in cultural evolution and warp speed right now. Totally. Uh, and, um, you know, it, it's uh, astonishing. But life is. I mean, if you look at history, when was it, what period of history wasn't astonishing? <laughs> Honestly, you know, in some dimension. I don't know. I mean, th but I, I got to say yeah. that this Trump phenomena is, um, you know, I... I wanted Hillary, Hillary to win. I voted for Hillary. I, Diane and Terry were out here, and we were having a Hillary party, the first woman president, you know. Uh, but there was a secret part of me <laughs> that wanted to run this Trump experiment. Yeah. And uh, so I'm afraid that that, <laughs> you know, to the degree that that warped reality at all, I apologize to everyone. But uh, <laughs> it appears that... Uh, the uh, the experiment has escaped the laboratory. I, well, I, I, I actually, I'm sure, I, I, not that I have any hard data, but I imagine that was actually true for a large portion of people that were voting for him. That kind of just, actually, I just want to throw the grenade yeah. and like shake up the system in some way. Because he was obviously speaking in a pretty heavy way to like being an outsider and rattling things. Right. Whether or not he's followed through on that is totally different. But the... Right. Um, cause, cause I think about that too, where, uh, the energy, you know, I loved Obama as a president. I thought he was, oh, me too. you know, I, I feel like he's as an integral, a cat is I've seen on the world stage Absolutely. and the rare 
possibly the only time in my lifetime, at least my generation, for all I know, that uh, a political leader, I'm actually considered somewhat of a spiritual leader, where I, he is someone I would go to for counsel. Yeah, <laughs> If my absolutely. life was in the shitter, and yeah. I, like, I feel like he could hold that perspective. Absolutely. Um, but as much as I loved him, you know, this whole theme of the last election of part of the system versus outside of the system, mm -hmm. um, he, he was an insider in that sense. He wanted the system to get healthier, right? right. He wanted to make the system work. Right. Whereas I think Bernie and definitely Trump were more trying coming in from that. Well, the system isn't really working, so let's try something else. Right. Um, whereas Hillary, again, I think she would have been an infinitely better president. Yeah. The history of the planet. But she was part of that very engine that had turned off so many people over these yeah. last decades. Yeah. I read one column. I think it was by Peggy Noonan. If this was before the election where she was saying that with Trump and Hillary, <clears throat> we have a choice between anxiety and depression. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and, when, and there was something about that that I thought that's true. You know, yeah. Hillary's just more of the same. And, you know, there's the part of you know, the evolutionary in me wants to move things along in my own lifetime here. You know, Absolutely. I don't have that much time to waste. Uh, and then Trump is anxiety. I mean, what the fuck, you know, is this guy? So, uh, but I knew in that moment that anxiety always wins uh, mm. because people, you know, the evolutionary urge doesn't want to be depressed for long. We want something to happen. Yeah. And I think there was just that, that sort of thing, you know, that people wanted something to happen. Uh, I think with Bernie, it, and I actually at this point think Bernie would have won uh, because I, I, I think I underestimated the Hillary hatred. Yeah. Uh, in, you know, a big part of America, you know, it's just it's that basically they're sick of the of green. They're, they're, it's a reaction against green. I think there's a lot of truth to that thesis that you hear. Absolutely. In the in integral world. Uh, but Bernie had an agenda and would have uh, brought a coherent policy, you know, uh, philosophy Absolutely. to the presidency. And I think what we realized with Trump is that there's he's just it's just incoherent as is his psyche it's unorganized it's yeah. something isn't it it's 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 it's, it's yeah. jaw-dropping it's pretty jaw-dropping like yeah. especially reading the transcripts of interviews where you can like because our news you know the the cable system and the networks are set up for all these bite-sized things which it's yeah. one thing to get a dose of him in bite size but when like when i've actually read the transcripts or watched the full interviews where it's more of like a you would normally get a cohesive hole. There right. is just no cohesive hole there. And it's like, no. how the fuck is this guy running things? Yeah. yeah. So from an integral perspective, I, I think what happened is we have, you know, the culture wars that's going on between green and uh, green postmodern, you know, and, and modernity, modernity sort of the fulcrum on which it, you know, that, that, culture war is is fought and then the traditionalists are the other side of the mm -hmm. seesaw and so you know we have amber orange and green sort of in the struggle uh and that's sort of defined our politics well trump actually comes in from red yeah he just comes in just blowing up the system you know he was the one who raised his hand when they said who was not going to commit to re, uh, supporting the Republican nominee. He, you know, he, and, you know, there's some part of me, <laughs> I feel like such a, such a sucker. You know, he goes to the Middle East and he doesn't fuck up 
for three days in a row, and I think, oh, he's turned a corner. You know, <laughs> I, I still have this hope. You yeah. Know? Actually, I don't. But uh, I've given up. But uh, but I think that's what we've seen in the last four months for sure. But even in the last few weeks with this idea that I can fire Comey and that'll actually make the problem go away. Boy, I, I do better when I was 12. I mean, that shows a, a real lack of antenna and judgment and processing that uh, really it feels like a new uh, uh, um, sort of disability that this guy has, you know, that I didn't quite see before. I thought he at least knew how the world worked. Yeah. Uh, because he did build Trump organization and say what you will about it. That's, you know, he did live at a palace in the sky. I mean, somehow he got that together. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's, there's so much swirling around him that it, it kind of <laughs> blows my mind oftentimes yeah. that he is our sitting president right now. Uh, yeah, for one, you know, something that was been on my mind last year with the documentary we made and, you know, this ongoing story in what seems like so many spiritual cultures and um, communities and honestly, celebrity culture as well is he seems to me like, yeah, he seems like an infant, like, you know, maybe mentally capable, emotionally capable, certainly of, you know, 10 to 12 years old I would, yeah. <laughs> in, in yeah. my mind. But that like insular bubble effect of, I imagine he's gotten surrounded by people for so long that mm -hmm. projected power on him were yes men to him that, you know, you get to move through the world in this kind of distorted reality that I think yeah. we've seen with so many spiritual teachers. We see with celebrity culture where they don't have any no men around them because they have so much power. People want to stay invested yes. in them because they get to use that power and they get that yes. power benefits them. Yes. And uh, I feel like that bubble's kind of bursting now because yeah. he's not fully in control in the same way he was with a business operation. There's other, you know, there's our three branches of government that yeah. thank God exist. Yes. And it isn't it great to see the empire strike back? Yeah, totally. You know, motherfucker. I mean, it actually <clears throat> does work uh, so far, and uh, I think it's going to continue to work. Uh, yeah, I, I, so th that's where I see sort of the evolutionary potency of Trump, provided we survive him. Yes, you know, I mean, he he's can do some real damage, not least of which is nuclear. You know, he has the button, although I don't think they would obey that order from him. Yeah, I really don't. They, they I, I was just reading that I forget who the secretary of defense was or whatever, whoever was state that during the end of Watergate, they all agreed with the generals that they wouldn't obey any or at least they would re they would consider yeah. any any nuclear order from Nixon. So there's a nice precedent for that. That helps. That makes me feel better. Because that's, you know, th this guy can't be trusted. And, 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 you know, a lot of times a megalomaniac, when they're going down, just figures, fuck it, okay, I'm yep. going to take the whole world with me. I mean, literally. And he would have that. So, uh, but provided we survive him, I think the <laughs> evolutionary potency is that we first of all, get confidence in our, um, in our system, which is a modern system where we moved yeah. from, it was that modern realization of orange that uh, sovereignty does not lie in the king. It lies in my own breast, 
you know, and every man and woman, well, we started with men, but yeah. we got to women and everybody. Uh, but that's, so there's laws, not men. That's the cliche about it. And, um, and that is a new thing for Donald Trump because you can sort of build an empire, literally, um, as a sort of a red warlord, yeah. apparently. And who has enough orange, you know, and enough ability to work in the system, but really um, a lack of empathy, uh, you know, a, a um, egocentrism, basically, that is uh, you just don't see in that pure form. Oh, my God. Uh, totally. Anymore, you know, and the one thing that his followers love about him is that he he was willing to punch green in the nose. Yes. And, and, uh, and, and they still love him for that. I'm not sure that they love him for him anymore as much, but they love him for that. And so, you know, it's still, you still see Republican support for him in the high seventies. <laughs> amazing you know? to me. <laughs> yeah. 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 It, 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 I, this is another thing I've been thinking about that I'd be curious to get, um, your thoughts about from an evolutionary standpoint. Um, it's it's kind of a couple things, so I'm not even sure where I'll dive in. But first, just this idea, of, like actually, even the discussion you had on your podcast recently with Keith about trauma, mm -hmm. and this thing that seems to be somewhat true, if not always true, but uh, that you know, if if a trauma happens and we're actually capable in terms of integrating it, working through it, it can sometimes lead to some profound growth. I mean, like I know sure. very much know my own spiritual path in a lot of ways was actually caused from traumas, things that went wrong pieces of me that I wasn't okay with. And I was like, there has to be a better way. And <laughs> right on got me onto a path, right? Yep. Um, so on the on the one sense the you know, I'm an Enneagram nine. So I, I see him get elected. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, is any of this true? This stuff we've believed in culture moving forward? Like, cresting off Obama, just, you know, all that. But the optimist in me is like, well, okay, yeah, like you said, if we can survive him, like, what a great possible thing. And in some ways, um, I've been uh, doing some kind of more relational work, and I, I don't even remember where I digested it, but just this concept of, in a sense, like, insecure attachment, like, particularly like long-term relationships, oftentimes things, because of the secure attachment, things actually get worse because yeah. shit bubbles up to be healed. Absolutely. And so part of me is just like, well, man, after eight years of Obama, where even if people didn't like him, like there was a certain ease in terms of we're not going to blow up the fucking country. He's not right. a psycho. Even right. if you don't agree with his decision, I think most people could at least somewhat get behind the idea is he's thought a lot about whatever he decided, right? He's held a lot of perspectives, sometimes to his own detriment. Yes. trying to include too much, but he's like seeing a pretty big picture. And so maybe out of that secure attachment, you know, where this thing finally felt safe enough to bubble up, which is yes. just this low, this low end of our culture yes. that just has yes. not been, it's just not been integrated in any way. Thank you. I think that's beautifully said. And I think that's actually what the integral move is beyond postmodernism, where we, um, we somehow reach deep down inside of ourselves and try to come up with a new and deeper 
broader way of integrating the traditionalists and and even the you know people that are previous to traditionalists and and um in terms of even in heart and soul yeah uh and it's not about making them grow. It's not about fixing them. It's about, um, it's actually about loving them is what it is. Uh, not convincing them, but actually seeing what, respecting them enough. And this is, I think, one of the teachings of Integral that we, we need to, you know, sort of practice a, a lot. What is the piece of the truth that they have? Yeah. And what is the piece of the truth that they have that those of us who are who are in green post-modernity that we're actually have a blind spot to? And what it is is that there is something deeply um, enriching, fulfilling, deeply satisfying about our ethnic karma, about um, nationalism, about patriotism, about um, all of those things that Green sees as xenophobic, um, misogynistic, homophobic. I mean, traditional sex roles. Um, uh, that there, that there is actually something about those that need to be re-respected. Not it's not that we want to go back to where those are the only options, yeah. but there's something that they have that they they're not willing to come forward unless they that gets to be brought online. And I actually offer that as you could I'm sort of try to stumble around it, but uh, I offer it more as a question or an inquiry or as a practice than you know that I know exactly how this is going to have to go, but. I, I hear even in the integral world, you know, how do we, you know, help these people move forward? And I just think that's the wrong question somehow, or the wrong phrasing. It, oh, I'm it, so with you. Really? I mean, yeah. it, it actually reminds me of, you know, I've, got, I've been involved, very heavily involved in the circling work, in the relational work for the last years. And um, a very significant part of that process, which I actually feel like might dovetail into this nicely, is in in the type of circling we do, the intention is actually not to take someone anywhere. It's not to change how they're, it's not to coach them, it's not to get wow. them to feel any different. It's literally to just be with them exactly where they're at. Right on. But the magical fucking thing that happens is the moment, at least in my experience, the moment someone has that experience of fully being gotten where they're at, uh -huh. there's like this big exhale. Of oh just, my God. <sighs> and then all kinds of shit can happen. Like all <sighs> kinds of shit can happen. And then they're open to new ideas or like literally just the energy in the room changes. So I, I totally love what you're saying in terms of it's not about evolving them yet. It's about just fucking seeing them and yes. letting them know we understand and see yes. the pain. Yes, yes, yes. And that's a new skill set. Yes. You know, that's, um, it, it's not anything like what we're taught or, or where society or, you know, or culture is at this stage of the game where we're, we're trying to fix ourselves, we're trying to fix the culture, we're trying to yeah. fix each other, we're trying to fix the government. You know, th that's part of the uh, erotic urge. That's part of eros. But what we also, at Integral, uh, we start to realize that we can trust 
that eros is built in mm. that that vertical movement that that fourth dimension of time and and evolution and organization movement towards goodness truth and beauty is built in it's built into every fucking atom <laughs> really it's amazing yeah and it's built into all of us so that we can trust that people are exactly where they need to be they have a karmic stream they have a spiritual destiny and and, uh, and god knows what it is you know karma is unfathomable i always love that teaching don't try to sort it out <laughs> just love them you know and and that's sort of i think one of the ways that we can relate to that is to um just get in the role of uh, a parent in a way it's like uh, the the goal is not to make your nine-year-old into a 12-year-old totally a nine-year-old is not a defective 12-year-old a nine-year-old is a nine-year-old and how precious is that you know, you don't want to miss a minute of it. <laughs> and, and, and you feed him and you make sure he gets some fresh air and, you know, you, <laughs> yeah, you give him a bath once a week. <laughs> and the rest of it takes care of itself. <laughs> yeah. That, and there's, a, I think there's a lesson in there. I absolutely and, agree. And that relaxes the system and brings a friendliness and, a, uh, you know, it's like let's let ourselves be lived here a little bit let's at least recognize that that's happening and that uh there's again there's the spiritual path in there somewhere absolutely i yeah and it strikes me that that was that probably also was a lot of what was going on in that last election certainly more than i think hillary clinton bernie could call forth that i'm seeing you a little bit a little bit right. more um right. But, you know, it, it, that just totally even hammers home to me the deplorables comment, like the yeah. exact opposite of what we were just talking about. Yeah. Like, the exact. Yeah. That's not okay. How you are is not okay. Yeah. Uh, like in shaming right. the person instead of the action kind of thing. Yes. Where it's like, you guys yes. are doing some shitty shit, but you're Americans and I want you to be good, you know? Yes. Um, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He, the other thing that strikes me... Um, that I thought might be interesting to talk about is in ter even in terms of Trump calling something forth, you know, I think that's one angle that I'm looking for that mm -hmm. I'm trying to remain on of like, okay, what will this call forth both in the system, both in our culture, both in ourselves. And obviously one is a more integral leader in terms of mm -hmm. someone who can actually go down. And I remember those debates on state when he was just big red monkey man, like that, you know, that literally required a red presence, I think to like, boom, be on the stage yeah. and shut the fuck up monkey you know <laughs> like that yeah. kind of like put him in his place energy of like nullifying like that's not acceptable behavior you know yeah um so hopefully a leader you know i think it, sadly i think obama probably could have done that in some regards from some of the stories yeah. i've heard about him on the basketball court and handshakes and that kind of stuff but yeah um the other thing it makes me think about that i thought would be interesting to talk about particularly as it's something I've become more passionate about and spending time doing a lot more men's work and helping men. And it strikes me that, I mean, just Trump is like the, feels like the extreme epitome cliche of all the old masculine stereotypes about mm -hmm. what a successful, powerful man looks like mm -hmm. and how he moves through the world and how he acts like, yeah. but it's, it's like, Every time I see him, it's like so blindingly like, 
Yeah. Oh my God, that is just yeah. not suitable for this time in our planet. Yeah. You know, it's just yeah. he's like a fish out of or like he walked out of the 1950s. Oh, you know? Yeah, exactly. No, and I think that there's, um, you know, I feel like he will help us metabolize and burn this some of this, you know, residual crap out of the culture because we're seeing that we're seeing it in um, such bald unabashed i mean he's not really very sophisticated at hiding he doesn't want to it's not it's it's so um vivid yeah that i actually think that um you know what it will do is is help us to move into a new era of we're tired of that and we're we respect comes back online in a way where you know we got a little lazy with respect it's like you were talking about secure attachment a lot of our sort of morality we take for granted we get starky about it and we get all postmodern about it and we get ironic about it and and there's a new sincerity that actually wants to come online that is post postmodern very true you know and, a po- and something that's post ironic and um nice and respectful and wanting everybody to be part of it and you know it's the best of green actually and of course integral carries the best of green forward uh, but you know it leaves behind its excesses and and you know it's mono perspectivalism <laughs> so uh, uh so i do think that the that that you know we it, in some ways it's a pendulum swing as long as we stipulate that the clock is moving forward that <laughs> yeah. yes there's a pendulum swinging that it's not just stuck there anywhere you know it's moving forward so uh, you know that's that makes me hopeful and you know what i think you know remains to be seen is to the degree that he is able to hold on or does he want to yeah or um does he manage to or, you know, this is where uh, I said this in one of my podcasts, um, don't know mind of, you know, good old Buddhist, you know, what? So I, I watch my mind wanting to clench around. So what's going to happen? You know, what's next? You know, is he going to do this? Or are we going to do that? And we just don't know. This is so such a um, disruption to regular order. <laughs> That, yeah. it's, you know, the regular, you know, things don't apply. And um, so, but we're, um, I, I do trust the forward, the ultimate forward movement. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I really do. Yeah. That definitely puts me at ease. He, yeah, it's interesting, too, because he also strikes me. It, it almost feels like the, um, you know, the, the metaphor that comes up is like a fever breaking to me. It's yeah. like a lot is rushing to the surface with yes. him in power right now. Because I even think about, you know, we talk about the attention economy and just this continual flood of information we're in now. And mm-hmm. I mean, he's the best fucking thing to happen to the news probably mm-hmm. ever. Every day right. there's right. A, a little soundbite. Yeah, it's a new episode every day. It's yeah, it's, it's a new episode of the Trump show every day. He was built for, you know, this whole system <laughs> that has been emerging over the last 10 to 15 years of cable news and sound bites and people arguing and yes. continual yes. mishaps. Like yes. uh, it's on every station too. It's oh easy to, you know, you don't have to look for it. The Trump shows on every station all the time. 
And that's evolution, people. We're moving forward. I, yeah, I guess that's. Yeah, the, see, that was not what it's I was thinking right there. It's a hard one to sell. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I'll grant you. But that is that's it's true. That is evolution, because uh, even those systems and you know are seem to be like it doesn't strike me that the moment this fever breaking is a breaking of him that finally all this shit at Fox News is like happening, right? I know like Bill O'Reilly being fired, Roger yes. Ailes, him dying, even yes. like yes. something is like something is finally place. moving. You know, maybe They're... Sean Hannity might be on his way out. Wow, you yeah, know, I didn't even know that. Uh, yeah, so yeah, no, it's true. I mean, that's and that that's even if we look at um, you know reality in the lower left quadrant, the the collective interior, the culture, all of our norms of thinking all the all of these calcified ways that we thought particularly in politics uh where the you know this doctrinaire left fighting this doctrinaire right um that's i hope you know no legislation is going through they're talking about there may not be any legislation go through for the next year that's untenable uh and that and that's with every you know the 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 every house all three uh, branches of government being Controlled. republican wow. yeah. you know including the supreme court incidentally you know in terms in terms of 5 and 4 but um so that is astonishing and and that's untenable so there's somebody who comes along then and it uh, and and we don't know who that is and yeah. the lord works in mysterious ways and you know all I want to say is, when are we going to get our fucking sane billionaire? <laughs> you know, totally. Ross Perot and Donald Trump, these are the two billionaires we get. I mean, Bill Gates, uh, uh, Michael Bloomberg, you know, where are you yeah. guys? But we'll see. Well, Maybe yeah, it's, it's somebody like the Oprah, you know, Eckhart Tolle. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, well, it seems uh, like, I, I mean... I. This obviously isn't true for all of them. I mean, Bloomberg obviously did politics, but a lot of the other people, you know, the richest people, they don't go into politics. It seems like they go more the global route, starting some yeah. kind of initiative that's non-governmental, that is actually includes and tra- transcends and includes governmental yeah. work, because then they can work with the U.S., they can work with all these different agencies. But yeah, it does strike me that, like, who's going to come? That is something I'm excited about, because I feel like... Or my fantasy is it's going to be one of those it's it's it just can be one of those moments where it's like wow this is the person because yeah. they're, they're probably going to be integral in a way that no one else even probably yeah. more than Obama has ever been and it will be just yeah. a night and day different yeah. way of being in the world that yes. I feel like will just be at least to those of us that know what we're looking for I think like a hundred percent obvious just like the second they yeah. start talking yeah. about different yeah yeah. I, I think that's true. It was it, that was true for me with Obama. That's true. Too. Yeah, I exactly. mean, it was like a dog Came out of nowhere. You know, I mean, that first speech at the Republican conve- or the Democratic convention yeah. four years before he he was nominated. The no red and blue America. I mean, that was literally bodily thrilling to me. Totally. You know, I mean, I realized that uh, we sort of fail our way and fuck up our way forward. You know, that is the nature of forward movement. If you look at human history and, and even the, you know, evolution in nature, it's not pretty, but it is beautiful, <laughs> you know, but it is not pretty. And yeah. uh, this Trump thing is particularly, 
you know, God threw us a real curveball with this. Uh, so, you know, uh, one of the things that I remind myself of, and I think it's worth sharing, is be aware that this is history happening in real time, day by day. I mean, th- this is something that people will study and talk about for a long time. And we're watching it unfold. The Trump show unfold. Uh, season one, uh, episode 104, I think, today, right? Oh, my God. Or whatever it is. No, not 104, but 129 or something. Uh, Jesus. So, anyway. <laughs> Deep breath, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is nothing if not fascinating. That's, yeah. that's for no, sure. That's right. Um, and and in, probably in in a way that even up until now it, it just it's it it actually feels like it highlights all the elements of integral in a way that it's just yeah. like so visible right now it's just yeah. so visible what's happening and what yeah. he stands for and the different uh, values and cultures that are colliding which yeah. kind of leads me into um what i'd love to kind of end our talk with and that's just that i think it's been i moved to boulder in 2006 to work for Ken and that's where the year I met you and the scene was kind of flourishing at that time. And it's just one of those questions that has been on my mind lately of like, how has our integral movement or philosophy itself changed? Like, um, and it's, it's something I, you've been like so deeply in the scene even longer than I, I was just curious what comes up for you when you think about like, even now and then, like our understandings change. Have we been humbled? Did we get did we get more right than we got wrong? Or what's mm-hmm. your kind of feeling of that? Well, that's what an interesting question. Uh, well, first of all, I would just note that, you know, fifteen years ago, for sure, um, there was no integral scene mm, at yeah. all. There was Ken's Rolodex, and Don Beck had his Spiral Dynamics thing. Uh, but there was no uh, integral community or, or movement uh, really much at all. And so from that perspective, it's astonishing that we have, you know, a, 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 a world, certainly virtually, uh, thank yeah. God for the Internet, you know, where uh, needles in the haystack can find each other all over the world and have. And so, you know, there's a robust um, integral community that is happening. And it's um, full of people who, like me and maybe you, are waist deep to neck deep in green and orange (laughs) and all of the first tier beams and depends on the day. But so we're sort of fighting amongst ourselves. And that's, I think, all right on schedule. I I think people get, think that, uh, you know, they get bummed out about it or that the integral community is disappointing in some way. And I think it is actually in the sense that it's hard to find um, a real inter- a community of, of really practicing integralists who are doing in real space, you know, even in Boulder, you know, yeah. there's stuff going on at the integral center, but uh, there's a lot of green. It's, it, but that's all. That's all part of the deal, you know. Uh, and I think that we're just currently, um, you know, uh, this one of the teachings that Ken has has 
is given that I think is really useful. And this is a fairly new thing from him, that at least the way he said it. it and that is that thoughts are things. That the thoughts we think actually lay down new grooves in the cosmos. And so um, the arguments that we have um, are very fruitful in the sense that, you know, it's like modernity. That, that, that they argued for 300 years before anything happened, you know. <laughs> and, and they got, you know, burned at the stake. And, you know, we get sort of pilloried in, in certain ways. But um, it, it's enough to be um, thinking new, in new ways, actually seeing the world in new ways and some of the ways that you and I are talking about, which, you know, are fleeting. You, you, you realize yeah. this evolution is, you, you get insights and then you forget about them. And then this is where it's so important to have the we space where we can actually talk about it. And these conversations are also laying down new grooves in the cosmos. So how you treat your kids and how you uh, are at work and how you are when you shop at the grocery store are all ways that you can shine a new light on the situation. I mean, there's an opportunity for practice in all of those, uh, in every circumstance, every moment. And, and, and again, we go back to that that sort of theory about the, the every micro moment has an opportunity for creativity. Mm. And that's, you know, you could look at it more, you know, every moment, every minute, every hour, every day has an opportunity for a new creativity. And, you know, we get to wash, this is where the, the mindfulness and riding the, the emerging present, you know, this fourth dimension, really feeling it and bringing it online in your life. We get to, you know, it's like a windshield wiper. We just, you know, what's gone is gone, and here we are, you know, and here we are. And that's that's all good practice. And I think that we're um, just all sorting that out. Yeah. You know, and I, um, so yeah, that's where I feel. I mean, you, you know, I go to, to Facebook and see some of these arguments and stuff, and it's like, you know, go for it. You know, I think people are wrong. People get it wrong. Um, I get it wrong. You know, Ken gets it wrong. Yeah. But we get it enough right that uh, apparently God wants us to fight uh, <laughs> and fuck our way forward. Thank God for, you know, both sides of that polarity. You know, <laughs> love and fight our way forward. Let's put it in a nicer way. Yeah. Uh, so um, that's... That's, I think if we become friendly with that, then we don't think that this shouldn't be happening so much, you know. That's huge. Uh, you know, regarding everything from Trump to integral to, you know, the, it's too hot in here. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty yeah. sage wisdom. Yeah. For everything. <laughs> yeah. It really is. Yeah. yeah. And that's, and then that doesn't mean that one becomes passive. I mean, they're, yeah. they're, and actually, in a way, it, it gives us, uh, because we're not so clenched, because we're not putting so much energy into, uh, this shouldn't be happening, it's awful that it is, I can't stand it, somebody needs to be blamed, somebody needs to be condemned. That's a lot of energy. Totally. A lot of fucking energy around that shit. It, we, we release that, and we can actually get into the game in a way that's helpful. Yes. And not just being a, you know, nuisance or, you know, just 
you know, causing a lot of consternation. Yeah, I and, mean, uh, it, there's an opportunity there. I think that too is coming online. We're figuring that out. I love that. Yeah, I mean, it even reminds me of what we were talking about in terms of the the circling work and the acknowledging people where they're at. I mean, another lens of that is actually the moment of like, well, this is actually what is right now. And once I fully relax into that and accept that, then there's some choice around, okay, now what next, what next? But actually based on what's actually happening and not what I want to be happening, yes. what I wish to be happening, and like uh, yes, all that. things should be happening. Uh, all that energetic resistance, uh, yeah, it strikes me the, um, uh, the a very visceral form of that that myself and a lot of people these days are practicing is the the cold water therapy cold shit like the, my experience of taking a colder shower is that every time of like oh my god it's so cold why am i yeah. but the minute it's just like shifting to like oh it's cold here's the data like yeah. so much energy gets released and then it's totally tolerable <laughs> yeah but i have to go through wow. it every time yeah uh, I, I've done it too. Uh, I, I don't do it uh, a, as a regular practice. So you're doing this as a regular practice. It really is an amazing energetic shift. Yeah, it's pretty. And what we're talking about for is is taking cold showers. Absolutely. You know, no hot water. And um, it is. Uh, there's a whole movement. There's a whole uh, community on Reddit around yeah. cold showers. Have, have you seen it? Yeah, and the, the yeah. Iceman, Wim Hof, and all the crazy stuff. But, oh, really? Okay, so there's... Oh, a, yeah, he's he's mind-blowing. If you haven't read about thing. him, you should check him out. He's... Interesting. Uh, I have this stupid um, uh, control on my shower that won't let it get all the way cold. Oh, really? <laughs> now, I have a little guest house. And they, it's a cold shower over there, and I <laughs> could easily do it, but... Um, so anyway, uh, it's cool that you're doing it. I, that that makes me rethink it because I thought it was really powerful when I did it. Yeah, and you know, at its essence, it just reminded that, that came up because it's to me a practice of being getting comfortable comfortable with discomfort, which in essence yes. is just being okay with what is. Yes. Like becoming just. Yes. Like it's it's yes. know, that Zen boringness in some ways of just like yes. oh this is what is instead of spending all that energy which I still yes. do every day. I know I was going to say, I'm not actually very good at the, any yeah. of this, <laughs> personally. But at least I'm, I, what do they say? I've moved from unconscious incompetence to conscious incompetence. <laughs> yeah. And that, that's great progress, and I'm going to celebrate it. That's about where I am, too. <laughs> well, I feel like that's a good place to uh, wrap up. I just want to thank you so much for your time and for your wisdom over these years. Um, you're a big part of how much the scene has impacted me. And Aww. I, I do okay. feel like integral is true because it actually gets more useful the older I get. That's one thing yeah. I've noticed is it becoming more useful the longer the I go in life. And something seems pretty magical about that. Yeah, I think that's a uh, that's some proof of the pudding there. Yeah, me too. Yeah, thanks so much, Jason. And thanks, folks, for listening. Awesome. Until next time, Jeff. Thanks. Take care. Check out Jeff's podcast at dailyevolver.com. Special shout out and thanks to Screaming Witness for the amazing intro and outro song. Check them out.